Welcome back to the Rainy Day Horror Show, okay? It is Tuesday. It is short Reddit Horror Story Tuesday. And boy, do I have a good fucking story for you guys, okay? This one's about an arcade with the weird little machine thing that eats people. It is so fucking good. It's priceless. It is timeless, as some would say. Okay, but before we get into it, I am your host with the most, Dusty McBalls, a.k.a. the Certified Cougar Hunter, okay? But yeah, on today's episode, this is a good fucking episode, okay? It's a great fucking episode, alright? The name of this story is Creature Creepers. With the subreddit being scary stories and the user being withered hats. Okay. So, sit back, alright? We're just gonna escape the little world for a second. It's Tuesday. Nobody wants to be at work. I don't want to be at work. I know you definitely don't want to be at work, okay? So, just relax. We're gonna just vibe out in this weird, interesting story, okay? And then we'll just go back to work and grind till I see you guys tomorrow, okay? So, let's get into it, alright, shall we? Come on, Steven. You know the drill. It's 8pm, which means we're closed. You can come back tomorrow and everything will still be here, Ronald declared, annoyed. Steven looked over at the tall, acne-faced adult behind the cashier counter at Star's Arcade and nodded impatiently at him. I promise, I'll be quick. I'm on my last quarter. All right, fine, but make it fast. I got a life outside of this place too, you know. Stephen gave him a slight nod once again and continued to scan this seemingly massive arcade, quarter gripped tight in his right hand for the last play of the night. As he looked past some of his favorite machines, which included Dig Dug, Galaga, Burger Time, and Joust, his eyes settled on a pukish green cabinet, which sat lonesomely in the dark corner of the fluorescent room. This particular machine piqued his curiosity on account that he had no recollection of ever having seen it before, specifically not in Star's Arcade. The dimly lit marquee contained letters in chiller font style and read the words, Creature Creepers. Hey Randall, when did you get, Stephen asked, turning toward the counter again only to see that the man had gone outside of the double glass doors to make, well, sorry, I had a swallow halfway through that, so I completely fucked it up, so we're going to start from the top, just a little bit of a rewind, okay, alright, only to see that the man had gone outside of the glass double door entrance to smoke a cigarette, Hopefully, a Newport 100, menthol specifically. Those are good. Don't smoke, kids. 
Stephen shook his head and focused his attention back to the odd cabinet. It didn't really matter when the arcade machine had arrived, he thought to himself, as long as he had the chance of getting his initials up on the scoreboard. He began to make his way across the neon galaxy pattern carpet, eyes determined. As he ventured closer, unbeknownst to him, the light emanating from the arcade's machine's monitor slowly rose in brightness, almost as if it were beaming the boy in. The monitor flashed the words of the game's title in the top middle of the screen as he approached, and below it showed what appeared to be a side-scrolling shooter game. The demo of the gameplay depicted an ever-changing cemetery level, with the player character being a teenage boy in a yellow and white t-shirt and blue jeans. The goal played out to navigate through a monster-infested cemetery, shooting what looked like sharpened pencils out of his hands to kill the creatures, where they would then explode in a cloud of red pixels. The gameplay remained, whoa, the gameplay reminded Steven of another arcade game he had played only a few weeks prior called Ghosts and Goblins. He had spent a whole three dollars in quarters on it, but it had been worth it. The monitor blinked suddenly, and now Steven could see the scoreboard in all of its glory, filled with varying initials and high scores. Oddly, he noticed that the scores were terribly low, with the highest only showing a top score of 31. He smiled. Only 31? He was sure that he could beat that. Stephen's eyes drifted down to the front panel of the machine where the coin slots were located. In the same font as the title, displayed above the glowing coin returns, read the words, One Soul to Play. He smiled again. The quarter made a kerchunk sound as it dropped inside of the machine, and Stephen pressed the red button with the words, Start, above it. The arcade came to life instantly, and a menacing laugh, echoed through the dark, circular speakers below the marquee as it loaded the eerie cemetery scene onto the screen. The chiptune-style music played what sounded like a deeper-pitched version of the Castlevania II theme song. While the player character broke out of an apparently brittle mausoleum tomb, dazed and confused. In parentheses, this was hinted by a question mark which materialized above his head. At the top left of the screen, the HUD displayed a cartoon profile picture of the boy he was playing as, as well as three red hearts 
to show his total health. Oddly, the score tracker was nowhere to be found. Before Stephen could ponder the idea, just like that, the game was starting. He moved the joystick and pounded the fire button as fast as he could, shooting razor-sharp pencils at every rising zombie, flying bat, and shambling skeleton that came his way. There was no jump button, so the game seemed relatively easy to play. However, soon the creatures began to take two pencil shots to explode, then three. Steven was no rookie though, and although barely, he managed to keep them off. Every once in a while, a power-up would appear on screen, in parentheses, as a pencil sharpener of all things. And his pencil projectiles would glow red, doing slightly more damage for a time, but that was about it. The graveyard scene scrolled by as he progressed further and further through, but the overall level remained relatively the same, aside from a few more dead trees, broken headstones, and an eerie pair of floating red eyes which briefly appeared on screen. In the background, he also noticed that some of the various grotesque humanoid creatures were actually now displaying speech bubbles next to their heads. His character passed by one that read, Help us. Soon there, well, soon there was another, next to a pale, bald creature hiding behind a tombstone that simply said, Trapped. Stephen tried to dismiss the strange phrases. After all, he needed to concentrate, but the words were so out of place. So creepy. Still, he continued playing, hoping at some point... Okay, re- rewind. Messed up. It was confusing me for a second, but we're gonna... We're going back in. Alright. Still, he continued playing, hoping at some point to come to some sort of end-level boss fight. Eventually... Stephen's wish came true, and he found that the glowing red eyes, which had been watching him carefully from the background, now soared across the screen. The eyes grew brighter, and a monster appeared around them, similar to the Cheshire Cat's grin from Alice in a Wonderland. It was horrible, and somehow didn't match the surrounding game, as if it had two to three times the amount of pixels as everything else. It was an amalgamation, amalgamation, I think that's how I say it, amalgamation, of limbs and mouths, all seeming to be lathered in some sort of boogery green substance 
with the red eyes poking out amusingly from the center of its being. Stephen shuddered, but noticed that the iron gate behind it led out of the cemetery level. As he braced himself for the oncoming boss, once again, speech bubbles were blinking in the background, although now they were just floating, with no figure to attach them to. Too late, one read, and then another, sorry. One particular word stuck out to him more than the others, however. Simply reading, welcome. He shuddered again, and tried his best to get ready for when the apparent cutscene was finished. He pounded the fire button faster than he had ever before. And when the creature's body opened up to a gaping maw of jagged, sharpened bones that served as its teeth, it let out a deep, bass-like tone through the speakers above, and charged. The pencils shot from his character like a minigun, but they didn't appear to be harming the hulking mass, only slowing it down. Then, two pale arms shot up in front of the monster, shielding it from the onslaught. As it inched toward him, the same laugh from the screen started echoing through, and everything else happened very quickly. Steven's hand cramped suddenly, with the constant button, button? What the hell's a button? That's funny. Button. I'm going to say button from now on. The constant button pressing finally taking its toll. With no more constant barrage of projectiles the, to keep the creature at bay, it was able to move freely and more rapidly than before. He didn't notice at first, as his eyes were winced shut in pain, his hand gently massaging his other palm. The moment the creature reached the player character, a long, slimy, bluish tongue shot out from the hole in its face and wrapped itself around the boy, lifting him up and flinging him into his mouth. It made a chomping sound as it chewed, and the words game over appeared in the center of the screen. Stephen looked up, annoyed at the flashing words. Dang, I was close, he said angrily. Then he turned around to head home, revenge already settling into his head. That was when he noticed that he couldn't turn to walk away. He gazed down to see that his tennis shoes were coated in some kind of green goo. As he struggled to free himself, the monitor screen faded to black, displaying only a pair of glowing red eyes. Then, the arcade cabinet creaked and the wood fractured apart just above the coin return. Inside, the machine was a black abyss, and it was littered with sharp, 
bone-like teeth. Stephen turned and attempted to let out a blood-curdling scream of surprise. But, just as he was about to, a slimy blue tongue shot from the arcade and wrapped itself around his throat. The green goop melted away from his shoes and retracted back underneath the wood paneling. His hands fought weakly at his throat, but it was to no avail. With one swift motion, the cabinet retracted its tongue, the boy along with it, and clamped itself back shut. The wooden front panel repaired itself as if it was never broken, and the only noise to be heard was a chewing sound which emanated from the speakers. Randall heard none of this, his mind already reeling with what he would have... Whoa, what the... What the... What? What? Rewind. Randall heard none of this, his mind already reeling with what he would do during the approaching weekend ahead. He took one final drag of his Newport 100 before flinging it carelessly into the street and trudged back into the arcade. Alright, Steven, time's up. Stop the clocks. When no sigh of defeat arose in the air, Randall began walking around, glancing down the different aisles of cabinets, his frustration growing. When he had eventually scoured the arcade in its entirety, he gave out one final call to scare the boy and force him to come out of wherever he was hiding. Hey dude, I'm leaving. I'm going to lock this place up tight, and if you don't come out now, you're going to be stuck in here all night. Which, I don't get, the, this dude loves arcades, obviously, so like, why, like, that would probably be a dream come true, right? You're not really scaring him, like, unless you turn off the power, but I don't think, I don't know if that's a thing, I don't know. I don't stay in arcades after dark, right? I never worked in an arcade, so I don't really know, but to a dude that loves arcades, that might be a dream come true, right? There was no response, no shuffling of feet. Randall sighed. Maybe that little shit snuck past me somehow, he thought. He then gathered up his backpack from behind the register and proceeded to flip all of the surrounding lights off. Last chance, he yelled to no one. With still no response, he shrugged and stepped through the double glass doors and inserted the keys to lock them up tight for the night. That kid is here almost every day. I'm sure I'll see him tomorrow, and then I'll give him a piece of my mind, he smiled. In the darkness of the arcade, the monitor below, creature creepers flashed to life, displaying the scoreboard screen, but with a new score added to the rest. It read, Steven, and then the little, all like the little dots, and then the score, 11. Boom, good story, love that story, I like that story, I like arcade stories, they're fun. A little blast to the past, right? But yeah, it's a good story. Um, I don't know what else, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what we got going on. 
Nothing really. Episode coming out tomorrow. Me and Gabby. Winchester House. I know I was going to release it last weekend, but I got kind of lazy. So, or last Wednesday, but I got kind of lazy. So, it's definitely coming out tomorrow at noon. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. Um, new changes. Okay. All right. I'm going to be coming out with a website shortly here soon. And I'm going to start selling Rainy Day Horror Show t-shirts and sweatshirts and posters and banners and stuff like that. If you want one, go ahead. Well, I'll post it when it's ready. And you can get yourself some Rainy Day Horror Show merch. What else? Um, I'm going to also start posting my videos on YouTube. It's going to be more of a PG version of what we do here. Just because, you know, how we all know how YouTube is nowadays and their whole algorithm and their whole... Um, has to be family friendly and stuff like that. So it is going to be more of a PG version. So if you want to see like a face cam and actually see me working behind the scenes of these videos and stuff like that, they'll be posted. Right now I'm only going to start doing with the Sunday episodes. But eventually, you know, we will get to the point where I'll try and do all of my episodes on YouTube. Okay. But other than that, I really don't have anything else for you guys. Um, Thanksgiving's coming up, so I'm excited for that. Love to get eat, love to get fat, do all that good stuff. But yeah, that's it really. So I hope you guys are having a good week. Just keep grinding. We're almost to the weekend. Not really, but we will be there, okay? So just remember, stay frosty, stay foxy. And most importantly, the most important thing on this planet... Stay safe, my beautiful peacocks. I love all of you. Deuces.